What? News update for May 16th. My name is Mark and I am joined as always by Spencer. And Spencer, we're not talking about Activision Blizzard today. Mark, what happened? What happened with Activision <sighs> Blizzard today? We're not. Spencer? What happened? What happened? I am at my wits fucking end with this Activision Blizzard shit. <laughs> we are not talking about Activision Blizzard today. So we're not talking about that the EU approved it. It's we are we're talking about, right? We're not talking we about are that. not going to talk about the fact that the EU approved it. The UK is standing by, the CMA is standing by their decision. Every nation except for the UK has approved this thing that has looked at it, that has finished looking at it. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about the fact that the UK is full of fucking idiots right now, apparently, about this. We're not going to talk about the fact that the CMA is getting reviewed by the UK Parliament right now. We're not going to talk about the EU approval process. We're not going to talk about the fact that uh, Xbox is going to have to put all of its games uh, on any other uh, cloud service in Europe as part of the agreement with the EU. We're not talking about any of it. Okay, we're not talking about all of those things that happened with Activision Blizzard and Xbox. Got it. Yes. We are not talking about any of those things today. So if you came to this news show expecting us to talk about the Activision Blizzard deal, I'm sorry, we're not going to talk about it. Yep. I, I'm sick to the fucking back teeth of Activision Blizzard. We're definitely not talking about all of the things that I just mentioned. So the goal for today, Spencer, is to get through a news show without talking about all of those things that I just said. The goal for today is to get through a, an Xbox Game Pass slash Xbox news show without talking about the biggest and almost only news that happened in Xbox. That is cool. If we get 45 minutes into this motherfucker and we hit desperation mode, we'll talk about it. Listen, <laughs> I appreciate that we give ourselves a challenge on this show. Yes, <laughs> we are trying. Just, just riding the headlines, baby. <laughs> we are trying our damnedest to actually talk about video games on our video game news podcast. I'm not here to talk about fucking regulators and business dealings and Phil Spencer interviews. I, I suppose we could talk about the Phil Spencer interview, actually. Shit, we haven't talked about that yet. That might be something worth talking about. Anyway, welcome to the Spark Pass News Update, everybody. <laughs> Spencer, how you doing, man? I'm, uh, I'm doing okay, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm struggling today. Uh, we were talking about this before the show. I've got, like, the perfect steady rain outside of my window. You know, it's a time of year where we get rain and storms pretty regularly. Uh, and it's like the perfect steady rain to sit on the couch and nap or just like read a book and drink coffee. Uh, but I can't do that because I have to, to help bring you fine folks the news. Yeah, we got to so, we got to let uh, you we got to let you know what's going down. You should appreciate uh, you us and how hard we're working when we yes. could be lazy boys. <laughs> we are working so hard to not talk about the biggest news show of the year while it's raining. <laughs> we're working so hard for you guys, gang. <laughs> the biggest news story of the year. I don't want to talk about it. It's raining. I want to talk about Game Pass games. You want to talk about some Game Pass games, Spencer? I do. Let's talk about Game Let's... Pass games. Let's talk about the games that are hitting Xbox Game Pass in this two-week cycle. Now, we said uh, on our last news show two weeks ago 
that last two week slate was probably the weakest two week slate we've seen all year. Mm-hmm. Um, so this slate is gonna have to do some heavy lifting to carry the month of May beyond Redfall's mediocre reviews. Yeah. Um, and pretty much nothing else coming out in opposition to Redfall on Game Pass, which we said makes a lot of sense right. because you don't want to program against your big game. Well, Spencer, as is usually the case with Xbox Game Pass, the indies are coming to save the day. If you are into independent games, this is a pretty good slate for you. Uh, but the first game we're going to talk about is not an indie game in the slightest. It may be one of the biggest games in the world. Um, thanks to the partnership with EA Play, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, today, FIFA 23 comes to Xbox Game Pass. Obviously, the FIFA games come to Game Pass every year. We talk about the sports games every year. We usually don't have a whole hell of a lot to say, but it is a big deal every time FIFA or in the future EA Sports FC, once they lose the FIFA license coming up, um, is a big deal franchise. And we talk about we want a big game with every Game Pass announcement. Uh, Frankly, in terms of casual appeal, it doesn't get much bigger than FIFA. Yeah, this is like, this is a name that everyone knows and a lot of people play. Um, I legitimately already forgot that it was on this list uh, because I do not give a shit about FIFA. I'm going to be real with you, man. Right. I could not care less about this game. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, that's the big one for the, yeah. this, this two week slate at least. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's the big game. FIFA's a big game that a ton of people play. Uh if you haven't already picked up FIFA 23, it's been on sale pretty cheap a handful of times, but if you haven't already picked it up, this is the time. Uh FIFA games usually stay in EA Play for 2 years, so you've got 2 years to check this out uh before it cycles out for the newer FIFA game, which is the same as the old FIFA game, which is the same as the new FIFA game, a little bit of everything all the time. A they little really, bit of everything they all really the time. really do it every two years, huh? Yeah. Doesn't no, FIFA co- come out every year, though? Yeah, so they keep last year's game and the current year's game. Oh, okay. I'm picking up yeah. now. I, got, I thought yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. did, like, every other year it comes out. I was like, that seems weird. No, they, they put that motherfucker out every year, and sad folks <laughs> will buy it. Because it's the main video game they play, and that's okay. Uh, I was watching one of my favorite streamers, Zanny, uh, the other day, uh, and he described FIFA Ultimate Team as Genshin Impact for men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is, it, it which reminds is... me of the, you know, the people, the memes we see all the time of like, why would you watch somebody play video games? Dude in Jersey sits down to watch football. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I see it. Exactly that. I don't want to sit here and dog on FIFA too much. It's an important part of the ecosystem, and it's important that it's here. Uh, you don't want to. Have... I'll do it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> FIFA's dumb. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you enjoy the game, that's cool. Play the games you like. That's... Whatever. Uh, yeah. It's not for me, but if you dig it, you dig it. That's what matters. <laughs> like, And we always talk about how important it is to have all these sports games in the Game Pass ecosystem, right? Yeah, it's very like, important a well to have shit like this. A well-rounded thing of games is better than 
you know, here's 400 shooters and that's all we offer you. Or here's like a bunch of RPGs and that's all we offer you. Like having a well-rounded set of games is always good. If anything, it gets more people interested in games and they might check out stuff they wouldn't have checked out before. Um, and it just, you know, it, it adds more value to something that you're buying, right? Even if you're not maybe right. going to get that super into it, like, you know, if you need an hour to kill, there's always something to check out. Yeah, exactly. And and FIFA's a big deal game. And I know there's a lot of people that now that FIFA's hitting Game Pass every year are not buying FIFA at launch. They're waiting for it to come to Game Pass. Um, and that's just better bang for your buck, more value for money. And that's what we talk about with Game Pass all the time is like it's the best value for money in games. Mm-hmm. So for big games like this that are annual franchises that you maybe don't want to pay for every year, because that's where I've been at with FIFA since about uh, 2013. Um, big deal games coming to your service that you're already paying for. Sick. That's what we want. That's decent stuff. You know what um, I want while we're talking about FIFA? I want you to bring back FIFA Street, and I want you to put that on Game Pass. Do it. I'll play the hell out of that. I think there is a mode in FIFA that is more like silly streetball-ish, but it's based on the FIFA. I don't know. I haven't played I want FIFA. full on FIFA Street. I want the whole game. There you go. Uh, bring back the street sports games in general. We talk yeah, about this every time. Always so fun. Literally every time we talk about a sports game on this podcast, literally every single time we end up going, bring back arcade sports games, EA. Yeah. We know you can do it. Yeah. Just just fucking do the thing. Like ah, it's so frustrating. <laughs> like Yeah. And listen. Maybe that'll get people to play your other games where you make 9 billion dollars on microtransactions. I'm just saying, this could be a good business idea. Uh it, listen, anytime you present EA with a good business idea, like for example, keep Star Wars Squadrons going with a live service game that uh, you can just sell ships and ship skins infinitely. No, we're going to cancel support for that one. Thanks. Oh, okay. Thanks, EA. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Bye, then. Like, the one game I asked EA to do a live service for, they won't fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> Every other EA game has a live service stapled on it that I don't fucking want. The one game that I do want them to do a live service for where I will willingly go, let me, I will pay you money. I will pay you all the dollars you want for cool Star Wars ships. Nope. Nope, cool. we're not okay. doing that one. Shut up. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, EA. Anyway. Somebody EA going, you know that Mark guy? <laughs> Screw that guy. That guy sucks. Fuck him. We don't Fuck want him. his we- money. <laughs> anyway, FIFA 23 is uh, is coming to Game Pass. Um, and spoilers for the leaving Game Pass segment. Uh, FIFA 21 is leaving Game Pass. So like I said, that two-year cycle of the last year's game and this year's game is continuing on Game Pass, as it will until uh, our inevitable demises. Um, But the rest of this Game Pass library is all indies. It's all indie all the time. Uh, I want to get into a handful of these. First of all, on May 18th, Eastern Exorcist. Uh, I watched a trailer on this one. Uh, it doesn't really seem like it would be something that is super hour jam. It's basically a side-scrolling Souls-like yeah. uh, where you're playing as like a like a samurai dude. It seemed like if you played Trek to Yomi on Game Pass this past year, 
Uh, it seems like something that might be in your bag, something you might want to check out. This game came out a couple years ago to middling response. So I was going to say, uh, I looked at the trailer for this and I feel like I played this game like a while ago under, and maybe it even had a different name at one point. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe it had the same name and I just thought that it didn't. Um, but either way, I played this game or a game almost exactly like it. Uh, and you are correct. It is not our game. It yeah. Is not a game for us. <laughs> like, I, I, I enjoy the samurai aesthetic and I enjoy side-scrolling action mm-hmm. games. Like, um, I watched this and went, mm, mm, Yeah, the mm. art looks cool. The, like, idea behind it seems cool. Uh, I don't want anything to do with the rest of it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of good on uh on Eastern Exorcist. But if you're into side-scrolling Souls games like this, uh, if you're into the the Eastern aesthetic, if you're into Trek to Yomi, uh, which I played and didn't love, but uh, I know a lot of people that did. Uh, if you're into that sort of vibe, might be one worth checking out. A game I am excited about, however, Spencer is our next game, May twenty third planet of lana i am pumped for this game i watched the trailers today uh for the announcement of the release date uh super excited about it this is a puzzle platformer that is a sci-fi story i am feasting on sci-fi stuff right now uh it's got this beautiful sort of studio ghibli art style i think this game premiered at gamescom last year i want to say um, and we've seen little bits and bops. There was a trailer for it um, in the uh, in the indie showcase that Xbox did a couple of months ago. Um, there has been sort of just little stuff trickling out about this game. Beautiful art style, uh, a spanning sci-fi story. It's a puzzle platformer. Like, just check all the boxes for me, dude. Like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm super excited for Planet of Lana. Yeah, I looked at this game and I was like, yo, this is a Mark game if I've ever seen a Mark game. <laughs> You're damn right. You are damn right this is a Mark game. I'm, I'm super excited about this one. This one's absolutely one that I'm going to check out. Yeah, Um, I don't know. I think the art looks really cool, but I don't know if it's a, a me game, you know? Kind of how yeah. we were talking about, even with the last game. Um, but I don't think it looks bad. I think it looks... It gives me um, Limbo vibes without yes. being dark and uh, like creepy and sad. <laughs> yeah, it's you've got pretty. like a little... You've got like a little ball alien friend and it's very... V- bright and vibrant. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And it looks like... It looks like the... the it's on... I think the game starts on Earth and then moves you to an Earth-like planet, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got this very sort of bright, colorful aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of popping greens and bright blues and, and, and that sort of a thing. Um, the game looks very, very cool. I am super excited about it. Uh, this one's going on the install list. Uh, May 23rd is when it comes out, but this one's going on the install list pretty much immediately. <laughs> We're pre-installing this one. Uh, and if I can tear myself away from Tears of the Kingdom long enough, I will get through it pretty quick. I'm I'm hopeful that it's a fast game. I'm hopeful it's one that I can go, all right, sick. We can knock this out in a weekend and enjoy yeah, our time with it. Kind of right? just like looking at it, it, it seems like it would be a weekend game for sure. Like yeah, this that's kind of like an 80 hour game. You know what I mean? 
yeah, that that's that's my hope for it. Uh, I hope it's like a short, snappy, fun, tells a good sci-fi story. Uh, and it's a beautiful game, like just aesthetically looking at it. Like as long as the puzzle design's good, I'm big chilling. We're we're in there. We're in that ass. Planet Alana looks very cool. Uh, I think this was also on Steam Next Fest. We talked about Steam Next Fest a few months ago. Oh, I think yeah, this game was, was. I think this game was also in that. So you might have played the demo from that, which I think is the same as the Gamescom demo. So um, you might have already gotten your hands on this game, but if you haven't, uh, it's coming to Game Pass May twenty third. Um, definitely one that I'm keeping my eyes on for sure. Uh, and then Spencer, May twenty fifth, we got three games. Three, count them, three, coming to Xbox Game Pass. One we talked about last month, but I do want to mention it here. Cassette Beasts. It's already out on PC. It's coming to console now. It's coming to console May 25th. We talked about this game last month. It's basically a um, Pokemon-style game where you uh, your monsters are cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. and they play music and you can put multiple cassette tapes together and sort of mishmash them together to create new monsters. It's sort of got like that, you know, mash two monsters together to see the cool weird thing you make vibe. Yeah. Uh with some Pokemon battling. Uh I haven't gotten to check this one out on PC yet because as aforementioned, uh I don't play any other video games other than Tears of the Kingdom right now. <laughs> So I haven't gotten to check out Cassette Beast yet. And my time was also preoccupied with other stuff. Um, But uh, this is definitely one that I want to check out. And it being on console makes it easier for me. So, hell yeah. Yeah. um, I mean, I think we kind of said we thought it would be coming to console soon. Like, right behind PC. So, this kind of makes sense. Um, I don't know. I'm still not super jazzed about it. Seems like one I would check out, at least, though. Just yeah, kind of see, for sure. See how it really like plays as opposed to just like, you know, looking at it. It's kind of hard to see. Like, I feel like games like this are either super fun or they're super not fun. Yeah, I I am into more Pokemon style games. If we can get more Pokemon style games on the market, I am in favor of that. Especially uh, if they can like hit that actual like Pokemon feel. Because there yeah. have been similar games that come out, and they're just not the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they're they either too much the same of Pokemon without that Pokemon charm uh, to where it's – it just feels like I'm playing a shell of the game, right? If that makes sense. Uh, right. I get you. But I like yeah. that this has, like – it has a little bit of a, a twist on it, and that could be enough to, like, hit both that nostalgia feel and give it something new and charming. Right. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. And I think the sort of like because Pokemon is a product of the 90s, using that 90s cassette tape twist. Yeah. Right. Is is like a brilliant way to like twist that sort of 90s nostalgia for both Pokemon and for, you know, 90s music and things of that nature. I think it's like a neat idea. Um, I'm more excited about it as an idea than I am about it as a game right now, but I haven't gotten to play it yet. So, you know, um, we'll see how it ends up looking out. Uh, but I am excited to give this one a whirl at some point. It looks like my schedule is starting to clear up like street fighters coming out next month. But other than that, and street fighters, a game, I will just play casually for ages rather than a game. I have to like no life. Right. Yeah. 
So my schedule's maybe looking to start to clear up. I've still got to do Jedi Survivor at some point. But other than that, like, we're chilling, I think. So maybe I'll actually have some time to check out some of these cool indie games that are coming to Game Pass in the next couple of months. Um, He says, the liar. (laughs) I will never have time. 2023 (laughs) is a beast. Um, Another game. uh, This one's actually several years old, but we talked a couple episodes ago about all the double fine games starting to come to Game Pass. We got another one. Massive Chalice is also coming to Game Pass May 25th. Um, Massive Chalice is an XCOM style sort of strategy game um, that uh, takes place in a fantasy world. This game came out in like, I want to say like 2015, 2016, 2015, somewhere in that yeah. 2015. Yeah, um, this is one of the several games that Double Fine kickstarted. Um, okay. This is whenever they were in their self-publishing sort of crowdfunding era. Yeah. Uh, before before Microsoft picked them up. Um, I think this game looks cool. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to check it out before. It's cool that it's here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Kind of the same as the rest of them. It's cool it's here, but it's not for me. <laughs> this, is, this, this list is light on games I'm interested in. Uh, D- damn totally it, Spencer. Fine, dude. Not everything's for, for you, right? You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to get you excited about video games here, my guy. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Put out games I, I want to play, Microsoft. What do you want? Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. I just don't want to feed into this fucking Twitter dork narrative of Xbox has no games, indie games are trash. Well, I just don't want to feed into that. That's not what no, I, said. I know. Fuck those I people. That, I know that's not what you said, but I don't want to feed into that narrative. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's... See, those are the people, though, that look at it and go, if this video game isn't made for me, I think it's garbage. I'm just yeah. like, I just don't really like strategy games that much. And, like, <laughs> I've tried the XCOM games. I've tried similar games. Like, I tried Halo Wars. I tried all that stuff. And even, like, a fucking Halo skin couldn't get me into it. Nothing's getting me into it. It's not going to yeah. happen. Um, it's fair. Yeah, it's totally cool. Doesn't have to be for me. As long as other people <sighs> like it, that's what matters. Spencer, I, I... The next game is absolutely not for you either. <laughs> Oh, no. Looking at the list, I know it's not. Railway Empire 2. (laughs) This one's actually a new game. This is a game that's coming out uh, day and date on Game Pass, which is cool. It's cool that games are coming day and date on Game Pass. On the negative side, this is a game about trains. Hold on. Hold on. We need to rephrase that. The negative side of this game is not that it's a game about trains. <laughs> trains are fucking cool. Trains are cool. I like is trains. That this is a game about building a fucking business and an empire, and you have to manage all this shit. Listen, I have to manage myself every day, and that's a task. I don't want to do it in a video game. In any way, shape, or form do I want to do that. <laughs> hey, man, there are a lot of people that are super into games like this, and that's rad. That's fine. If... I think it sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea of... um of uh what is essentially just a very colorful well-made graphical spreadsheet yeah. of running a train business hard that kind of se- dude <laughs> that kind of seems like that's what this game is 
Uh, it's like, it's a really nice looking, you know, interesting spreadsheet of running a business about trains, yeah. which like, uh, I can, I can get into board games about trains. I like tickets to I like ride. trains. I like trains. I trains are like cool. I like the business side of trains. Give me a game. Give me this game or a mode in this game and strip out the spreadsheet shit where it's just like I get to basically watch a cinematic of a train drive around and I can control the camera and I'd be a million times more interested. To be fair, you can probably do that, right? Like, there's probably a thing you can do in Railway Empire. Give me Railway Camera 2 instead of Railway Empire and you have my attention. Uh Fuck. Railway Empire. <laughs> Coming to Game Pass. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Um, the last game coming to Game Pass in this slate is uh, Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Uh, this is a game published by Finji. Finji, we know from last year, publishing the 2022 Game of the Year, I Will Die on This Hill, Tunic. Tunic is the best game that I played last year by a country fucking mile. Um, I love Tunic. This is the same publisher, not the same developer, but the same publisher. Finji finds a bunch of really cool, unique indie games. This game came out, I think, for the Switch and PC a couple years ago. Uh, it's a top-down adventure game uh, in which you are uh, a man who, who uses... It's sort of got this like sort of painterly sort of art style, and it's all in black and white. Uh, and your primary character uses color to uncover secrets in this sort of black and white hand-drawn world. Uh, the art style of this game is gorgeous. It is so pretty. Um, and it seems like, you know, your sort of straightforward indie top-down adventure game where you use your painting power to uncover secrets and find puzzles and and walk through a story, right? Right. Um, seems like that sort of vibe. Um, I think the game's very pretty, and it's a publisher that I really like most of the stuff that Finji puts out. Um, most of their stuff is just, like, right up my alley. I think they did Night in the Woods, too, I think is another game that they published. Um, a bunch of stuff that they do is, like, right up my indie boy, like, oh, this is pretty, and it's also a throwback to an old 90s genre that I really like, right? Like, they, yeah. they, pick, up a lot of, they pick up a lot of games like that. So, uh, another one that's, like, right down the alley and throwing a strike for me, dude. Like, I, I didn't get a chance to check this out on Switch. Um, and, uh, now that it's coming to Game Pass, it's gonna be here for at least a year. I'll probably have time to check it out at some point or another. Yeah. Yeah, this is 100% a Mark game, if I've ever seen a Mark game again. <laughs> I was wondering why I was so excited for this slate. Like, I was looking at this slate, I'm like man, this one's pretty good. Like, <laughs> after after the disappointment of uh, of uh, the slate two weeks ago that was like Redfall and nothing. Like, for me, I was looking at this slate and going, yo, is it just me or does this slate kind of fuck? And then, like, now sitting here talking with you about it, I'm putting together that it's, like, just a bunch of shit that's my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I love this so much? Because it's like they designed it for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. A Pokemon style game, uh, a sci-fi puzzle platformer, 
um, uh, a, a strategy XCOM style game and a beautiful hand painted game from one of my favorite publishers. Yeah, it's, this is this is a mark list. <laughs> yeah, what else could you possibly want at this point? <laughs> that this is one hundred percent a my shit list. Yeah. So like, I am not an unbiased source here, but uh, for me, I think that slate of Game Pass games is uh, pretty fucking good because uh, uh, it's a bunch of shit I like. <laughs> yeah. Mark, I do have a question. Did you, did we miss a game? Oh, we did. Shit. Uh, you know what? I missed it in my one list, and then I missed it in this list too. God damn it! Because um, I didn't mention it in the fucking uh, yes. Uh, blah 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 blah. This is, this is the one game that he's not going to be excited for, and that's why he decided not to talk about it. He didn't miss well, it. He knew what he was doing. No, I missed it in the initial tweet that I did, and I took my notes from the initial tweet, and I missed this one game that was, uh, yeah, like, that right in the sense. middle of the list. Yeah. Um, Ghost Lore. Ghost Lore is already on PC Game Pass. This is another reason why I missed it, because it's a game that's already available on PC Game Pass. So it's just coming, just to, coming console. to console. It's just coming to console. Uh, Ghost Lore is a um, sort of southeastern asian inspired diablo like essentially um game looks neat uh apparently there's a bunch of ex diablo developers diablo 2 developers working on this which they know what the fuck they're doing that seems cool um i haven't gotten to check this one out either but uh ghost lore is coming to console may 18th if you haven't got a chance to check out the pc version that one's coming in two days so that's another one to check out sorry that was I swear to you, I didn't skip it twice on purpose. <laughs> like, the game sure seems fine. I didn't. <laughs> I promise you, I didn't skip it twice on purpose. Uh, Ghost Lore is, is coming to the game. Like, I mean, people really like these Dig Dang Diablo games, man. So here's another one. Yeah, here's, um, here's more of them to hold you over here, until Diablo 4 comes out. Right, which, what, we got about a month, I think, till Diablo 4 comes out? I don't remember at this point that's a very good it's question. i'll look it up it's it's sometime in june i think it's june 6 i could be june wrong 6th. about that yep, you're right june 6 2023 yep. baby yep june 6 so if you if you need something to hold you over a couple weeks till diablo 4 comes out there you go there's your jam um so yeah overall i think this slate of game pass games now granted i'm biased a lot of the shit that's in here sounds like some shit that i'd be into <laughs> but um i think this slate is a lot better it's certainly better than the one we got two weeks ago, like without a doubt, um, which, you know, that's not a high bar to clear. That slate two weeks ago was frankly, aside from Redfall, terrible. Yeah. So this is definitely a marked improvement. A lot of cool indie stuff. Um, some stuff that's been on the anticipation list for a little bit with FIFA and Planet Alana. Uh, I think this is a solid list, uh, you know, like I'm. I'm not I'm not calling up Phil Spencer's office and being like, what the fuck, Phil? Leave your job. Get fired. Blah, blah. Yell on Twitter. Shit. Like, I'm not there. This is a fine list. Yeah. Um, yeah like I said, there's not much here that I'm super into, um, but that's totally cool because there's a lot of good stuff here uh, that I think a lot of people are going to be able to enjoy, um, especially because a lot of them feel more... Uh, like a bite-sized kind of game and a yeah. lot of people right now are playing that that gosh darn zelda game that came out uh so having something to be like okay i need a little break from this what can i beat quickly uh you got a list of games that you could probably get through in a weekend whenever you need a yeah. small break from tears of the kingdom 
Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a bunch of big games that have just come out. Tears of the Kingdom just came out. Jedi Survivor just came out. We're a couple weeks away from Diablo. Like, we're on the press. We're in big game summer, right? Big game spring, whatever you want to fucking call it. Like, we're before the summer sort of summer drought. We're getting a bunch of big games. Uh, and I think having some bite-sized games, some indie games, some smaller stuff to be, like, tied you over. And, I mean, you know, Redfall also just came out. That's a, that's another big size game. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that's, like, fairly large. It's coming out fairly soon. We're also almost to, you know, game showcase time. So uh, it makes sense to have some smaller stuff here. And I think a lot of this smaller stuff looks pretty fucking cool. So... Uh, I think this is a solid slate for Game Pass. Um, your mileage may vary, um, yeah. but I, I, I think this this is a solid list. Fortunately, Spencer, there is some stuff leaving Game Pass. Uh, let's go over these really quick. We're not getting any major losses here. Um, this is a pretty slim two week period of like of games leaving Game Pass. Uh, Europa Universalis, which was only available on PC. Evil Genius 2 World Domination. FIFA 21, Floppy Nights, and uh, Lawn Mowing Simulator. Uh, those are the only games that are leaving Game Pass. La Lawn Mowing Simulator, weirdly, and Power Wash Simulator, weirdly had their moment in the sun a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Which was uh, utterly bizarre and something I will never understand. Shout out to Twitch, everybody. What a wild website where, uh, yeah. where uh, Lawn Mowing Simulator and Power Wash Simulator Listen, can have a moment in the sun. If you want to simulate um, lawn mowing or power washing, just come fucking mow my lawn or power wash my ass <laughs> for me, okay? Like, Jesus. I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to do that shit, Spencer. Then why do we have video uh, games about it? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I... People like simulating real-life tasks. People, there's a lot of people that like that shit. I can't begin to explain to you why. There's some people that will maybe never own a house and think the idea of mowing a lawn is quaint. I don't fucking know. Listen, I can't. I'm here to tell you it's not. It's <laughs> Mowing lawns is dumb. Oh, boy. But yeah, to get on a serious note, no major losses here. We're replacing, no. old, we're replacing old FIFA with new FIFA. We're essentially replacing Floppy Nights one for one with cassette beats. Like, yep. they're very similar ideas and games. Um, no major losses here. We're, we're big chilling on, in Game Pass Island this, this yeah. two-week span. We're not, we're not missing anything big. Yeah, I don't think there's anything huge leaving. There's some of these I I don't even know what they are. And I, I have to imagine I'm not the only person. <laughs> so we're we're doing all right on stuff leaving Game Pass for this two-week span. Uh, overall, I think a solid list. Uh, definitely a marked improvement over uh, the first half of May, which was Redfall and nothing the fuck else. So uh, definitely a marked improvement there. And... Uh, good with a good two-week indie slate like a good two-week indie slate that has a couple of cool looking indie things that i'm into i am totally fine with that yeah. there's a big contingent of people out there on the internet that are not cool with that those people can fuck the i'm kidding if you're only into like big games i that's fine play the games that you're into but um but go fuck yourself turn no, around and act like there's no <laughs> games on game pass yeah exactly like it's there's a fault that you're pretentious See, it's funny because I think people would call me pretentious for being into a bunch of indie shit. Um, I'm just saying, a but... game doesn't have to be a triple A 
ginormous 85,000 hour video game to be good. True. And let's not absolutely true that it does. It's true. That's very true. Uh, give indie games a chance. Uh, there's a bunch of really great ones. Um, and uh, this slate has some solid ones. So absolutely go check out some indie games uh this couple of weeks we're about to get like june i feel like we're about to get unloaded on of just like triple a game news coming out of like a t-shirt cannon firing into our chest so for may before we get uh doused with the sauce of triple a gaming just sample some hors d'oeuvres play some indie games you know that's that's where i'm at if you got time between tears of the kingdom and jedi survivor and the 875 other big games that are coming out in the beginning of June and late May. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about a game that I feel like, so I've got some sort of spot news here. There's some little things that I wanted to cover. Uh, one of them is, a. <laughs> this is just Mark's interests, the show, because I don't want to talk. About, I don't want to talk about <laughs> Activision Blizzard. Uh, I wanted to talk briefly about this because there was a little bit of bubbling on the internet about a video game I'm very excited for. Um, All Elite Wrestling's Fight Forever. Um, There was a rumor a few months back in the wrestling internet. Yes, I follow wrestling internet, everybody. uh, For news about a video game. The the worlds are colliding. Um, There was a bit of a kerfuffle about Fight Forever maybe being on Game Pass. AEW came out back in November and denied that the game would be on any subscription service. However, this morning, AEW Fight Forever, which does not have an announced release date, and we speculate that it's coming soon. They've said the game is mostly done. Does not have an announced release date. Suddenly is preloadable on Xbox. It's not preloadable on PlayStation. It's not preloadable on switch but it is preloadable on xbox um typically when games become preloadable in this way they're game pass games as you heard from the slate that i just gave you it is not on this two-week slate but it's something i wanted to point out to potentially keep your eyes peeled on they denied it back in november but there's a big gap between november and june yeah so it's possible that something might get worked out here where AEW Fight Forever will be on Game Pass. It is installed on my Xbox right now. I can't play it. I didn't buy the game, by the way. I haven't pre-ordered it. So it's not a pre-orders thing uh, where you get to preload the game. The game is preloadable for some reason only on Xbox. And we're not sure why. So I just wanted to point that out as a note for folks that are interested in stuff that may be potentially coming to Game Pass. AEW Fight Forever is one to keep on your radar. That one might be coming. I just wanted to throw that in as a rumor mill, sort of sprinkle on some some extra fairy dust on that one. Spencer, I'm sure you have uh, almost no thoughts on AEW Fight Forever, but I'll let you shoot for a minute. No, I don't. <laughs> I just wanted to say this. It's a game that could be coming uh, to Game Pass. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested, like, did they accidentally kind of like reveal that it's coming to game pass through doing that? You know what I mean? Is more like what's going on. That's what I want to it, know. Is it happening it's, or not? It's not an unheard of thing for games to just sort of like 
all of a sudden they're preloadable on Xbox and then a couple weeks later they end up on Game Pass. Yeah. That's not an unheard of thing. That has definitely happened before. The achievements also leaked today, by the way. So if you want to go to our friends at True Achievements, you can also go check out the achievements. So a release date on that game is imminent. Um, so that one's probably coming either sometime during the summer games mess season or AEW is teasing a big announcement on their TV show on Wednesday. I doubt that it's the video game, but it very well could be. There's been stupider weekly giant announcements. <laughs> um, so, uh, wanted to put that one on the radar. That's one to potentially keep your eyes on. That was not in this slate, but I would not be surprised if we're talking about that game in two weeks time, uh, on a game pass slate. Uh, it may or may not happen. They den- Again, they denied it back in November, but a lot of shit can change between November and, uh, and June. So that was just one I wanted to put on people's radar. You might want to keep an eye on that one. All right. Uh, this was one, as we continue sort of our small bite news here, uh, this is one that, that caught our attention Sea of Thieves is doing a new expansion. Um, And that new expansion, called The Hoarder's Hunt, includes some real-life prizes, which I... I, We talk about it... We talked about it with Halo a few months ago when Halo started doing real-life prizes. I don't know about you. I think real-life prizes for paying a video game is sick. I think it's very cool. Yeah, I love that. I think it's cool as hell. And uh, Sea of Thieves is doing it, I think, for the first time. Uh, I think they've done merch before, but like doing physical prizes for just playing the game, uh, I don't think it's something they've done before. So I wanted to talk about it. This event is called the Hoarder's Hunt. Uh, if you'll remember, I think it was, it might've been sometime last year. Uh, sea of Thieves did a mystery event where uh, one of the NPC pirates was found dead on an island. His skeleton was there. He's just fucking dead. Uh, and they unveiled a lot of clues through social media uh, of like what happened to this fella and places you need to go to like uncover the mystery of how this guy died. That's something they did last year and it went pretty well, had a lot of engagement and excitement around it. So they're bringing it back as a full fledged event in sea of thieves, not just something they're running through social called the hoarders hunt. Um, The hoarders hunt is a, this is straight from the website. A series of puzzles with clues found on this website and other locations online. Solve a puzzle and enter the correct answer on this site, and you'll be able to claim a special voyage from Lorena the next time you play Sea of Thieves. So it's like the old ARG Halo games. Like, if you remember those back in the day of, like, the the I Love Bees website and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's sort of along the same lines. You get a clue on social media or on the Sea of Thieves YouTube page or on the website, whatever. Um, And then you put that clue into this site. And if you get it right, you'll get a quest sent your way in game that you can then go complete. Um, The voyage is complete when you unearth a key to the special chest held by the gold hoarders. um, And a new puzzle and an accompanying voyage will be released at regular intervals. The countdown on the website says the next voyage is coming out in two days. Uh, and it's stage two of the Hoarder's Hunt. So stage one is currently ongoing. If you missed this, um, it, this is a game that you can play through Game Pass. So if you missed this, this is definitely something I would recommend checking out. And I think physical prizes for stuff like this is sweet. Yeah, I I love the physical prizes more than anything, I think. Because just like, 
you work so hard at some of these things, right? You work your butt off and spend a lot of time for it. And sometimes the payoff in game just isn't what you want. Or it, you know, it's not as cool as something you already have. Um, so to say like, hey, you were one of the, you know, the top people that did this, or you were one of the highest scoring, the, the first ones, whatever it might be, uh, we're going to reward you with something that you can physically have and put on a shelf, or if it's a shirt, hat, whatever, you can wear it and show it off. It's super cool. I think yeah. It's awesome. And this is not a shirt or a hat, Spencer. Yeah. If you are the if you are the first person to solve the final stage of the of the goal of the hoarder's hunt, um, the real world prize for being the first crew across is a unique replica gold score whole easy for me to say <laughs> gold hoarder skull with a detachable just a giant golden skull <laughs> that gets shipped to your house yep. that you can put on a shelf and say I did a task in a video game and I am now holding a giant golden skull in my hands that's fucking sick that's the like that, that that is so cool it gives players who, you know, have been playing Sea of Thieves for a long time. This game has been out for several years now. I think it just crossed over five years. Um, it really has. <laughs> gives Ugh. these guys, you know, like, sort of like the Destiny 2 first to finish uh, the new raids sort of yeah. incentive. It's a very similar thing. Uh, Runner-ups will get 10 replica silver keys as reminders of those sought in the Hoarder's Hunt. Uh, and if you finish in third place, you'll get 100 replica Golden Reaper's Mark medallions, the currency of uh, the, the Gold Hoarders. So um, a bunch of cool sort of physical collectibles that are going to be out and about in, uh, in your playing of Sea of Thieves over the next few weeks. Um, does stuff like this, Spencer, when we talk about games in the Microsoft ecosystem that are, are live service games tend to sort of get overlooked in the sort of sauce of the live service ecosystem. Sea of Thieves is still somehow chugging along after five plus years. Uh, does stuff like this incentivize you to come back or is it more just like a, oh, this is cool, move on kind of thing for you? This is definitely, especially in this situation, one where I'm more like, ah, this is cool. I'm glad they're doing this. Um, I know for a fact that I would not be one of the three individuals to win said prizes. So, ah, cool. Glad somebody who really likes the game will probably get it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this is kind of cool stuff that I feel like Microsoft is one of the few companies with enough, like, financial capital they can put behind their games to do marketing stuff like this. Yeah, I, I like, think that makes sense. Like, it, it's really cool to see them sort of incentivizing doing the new content in, uh, in in unique ways. And this is something that I feel like they did a trial run of last year with the, the murder mystery. And now they're doing sort of like a bigger version of that. I think it's really cool. Um, there's a bunch of shit in here that I'm just like, this, this is dope. I'm glad they're doing it. Uh, and I also just like the chase. This is how you do community building. Yeah. Right. Like you're an old school Halo guy. Although, like, I, the I Love Bees shit and all the ARG stuff and the, the, the sort of audio logs and random shit that you could find on websites. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that brings a community together. You yeah. know, like, 
I this isn't the exact same thing, but I do have a really cool story um, about video games and like people working together on like a community thing. So, yeah. Uh, this also is the complete opposite of Xbox related, but I don't care. We have ten minutes left in the show. We're not fucking talking about Activision Blizzard, <laughs> so I'm <laughs> filling this time with a cool story. Hell yeah! So. Uh, Back in 2014, I'm sure we all remember um, one of the greatest things to ever grace a video game world, uh, which was PT came out. Yes. It got announced at Gamescom uh, or Tokyo Game Show. One of the two. I don't remember. Uh, and they were like, it's literally available right now. Go check it out. Um, I lived with a roommate at the time, our, our good friend Zach. Uh, and we were like, hey, we should check this out. Like I went and got him from his from like his desk where he was playing another game, and I said, "Come in here and play this with me." Uh, so we started playing it, and there's a a Facebook group that I'm part of um, that's like a game informer community thing. Yeah, and uh, between he and myself and this group, we had a thread going of making a guide of how to finish PT for the group like we were like oh i just found this so cool. and it was like okay we'll check this part out what does this do when we move it around and different stuff like that and it was a whole thread we spent a whole day doing it and i almost didn't go to work that night <laughs> i almost called into work i was so invested in this uh and that's the kind of stuff that is is so much fun with video games that's yeah. the kind of stuff that like builds communities together and brings people together outside of just being like, I like video games. It's like you connect with people and can become friends with them through stuff like this. Right. And I totally saw something very similar happening last year with the sea of thieves murder mystery. It's going right? to yeah, like exactly. And, and that's going to happen with this, right? There's obviously a bit more of a competitive uh, edge to this because there is a prize, right? Yeah. But um that definitely happened last year of like people just sort of organically going into the game and like piecing little bits of it together and here's a social media post and here's a reddit thread of like oh man how are we putting together how xyz thing is happening right um i love stuff like that i think stuff like that is very cool it creates a lot of sort of organic community growing right of like we all have this sort of collective thing that we as a community have to solve right pt did that there's a reason people still talk about pt even though it was essentially a demo for a canceled game yeah right there's a reason people still talk about that to this day uh it's because it was it, it creates moments in time of like i remember back in what year was that 2014 yes i remember when that happened and i was a part of it and i was there there will be people five years from now hopefully if this event goes well uh, that'll be saying the same thing about, oh man, I, I used to play Sea of Thieves all the time. And then we all got invested together in this, you know, this gold hoarders thing and trying to figure out where the big sack of money that the gold hoarders are hiding from us is, you know, like we, they got invested in the thing. They, they, they invested and they played the game together, uh, and they were able to grow as, as friends and sort of invest in this fantasy, yeah. right? Um, and I hope that happens for Sea of Thieves here, because I feel like Sea of Thieves is like this very cool game with a niche community that just like doesn't get talked about. Like, yeah, at, like it kind of gets talked at all. about in its community and that's about it. Right, exactly. Like there, there's so few people that like 
acknowledge that this is a decently done live service game that had a rocky launch and came up from underneath and uh, put together a, a cool, unique, sort of smaller community um, that is really invested in its gameplay loop. Um, and, and there's there's so many, there's so much discussion all the time about like big games and big communities. Being able to foster this sort of mid-sized community, because I wouldn't call it the Sea of Thieves community small. It's not like a few hundred people, right? It's right. like decently sized. Um, and, and being able to foster community games of that size that go on for a long time. And like I said, it's been over five years. Like, to me, that is a success that maybe doesn't show up in the balance sheet, that maybe doesn't show up in revenue, mm-hmm. but that is a success in engaging people with your product uh, and keeping people invested long term. And I hope that an event like this is a success for Sea of Thieves because that creates engagement with the Xbox brand at the end of the day. Like, if you're if you love Sea of Thieves, you're going to be excited for Rare's next thing, Everwild, which is coming this year, I believe. Um, I don't believe that at all. I'm lying to you. Um, you know, it creates engagement and excitement for Rare's next thing. And like, what's the next thing they're going to do in Sea of Thieves? What's the sort of like excitement around the brand? And it's one of those quiet things that doesn't get a lot of like media attention, mm-hmm. like say the Activision Blizzard deal. Um, but I think it's more important than people let on. Right. Uh, build, building that engagement and building that community within games and not giving up on games when they don't do well financially. Um, and I think Sea of Thieves did okay, and I think it continues to do okay in, in terms of money. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly not a world beater, but I think it continues to sort of steadily hum along. Uh, and I think having games like that in your library on Game Pass is super important. And I'm super glad that Sea of Thieves just sort of continues to hum along at its own pace. Yeah. And I kind of feel like this is similar to what we were talking about earlier of people who are like, there's only indie games. There's no games at all. It's like, not everything has to be the biggest thing in the world. Not everything can be the biggest thing in the world, right? Yeah. And it goes along with a lot of things. Like, I, we don't get too fucking philosophical about life here. But like, <laughs> just because you're not a billionaire doesn't mean you're not successful. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so this game having a dedicated community and making enough money to still be going and and still be employing people to make the game and continue to add new stuff like this to it, right? Um, yeah. I, that That's pretty freaking good, man. <laughs> a lot yeah. of games don't get that uh, exactly. at all. Yeah. And, you know, we, we see a lot of games that last a year and then they're gone. Uh, right. So having this is uh feels like a pretty pretty good success to me because this game has been going like we said for five freaking years yeah and it's still humming along they put out that new 2023 edition uh it definitely feels like with everwild sort of looming over the horizon it definitely feels like maybe not the end is coming but like the end of being the focus supported game is yeah. probably not too far away Right. Like Everwild is probably, you know, optimistically a year out, probably longer. So, um, you know, we're definitely approaching that time with Sea of Thieves. But the fact that they haven't given up on it and they're still engaging with it and they're still doing inventive things that they've never done before. Mm -hmm. Right. Like giving out physical prizes is just something they haven't done. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and it's a cool way to spend your marketing budget in a unique way that drives engagement to the game. I mean, it caught my attention. I'm like a casual, occasional Sea of Thieves player. Like, I don't play often, but like once in a blue moon, I'll turn it on and be like, oh, yeah, fun time with this game. Like, it was a big part of our streaming journey. We played a ton of Sea of Thieves sort of over the years. Yeah. We've played it on this channel. We played it back when it came out. Um, and and I, I just think it's awesome. That this game is still continuing uh, its journey positively. It's still sailing along and it's still doing new things that it's never done before. And I just like to check in with it occasionally, you know? Yeah, that's um, kind of how I feel about it. Like, I just kind of like to check on it every now and then. You mm -hmm. know? Or like when something new gets added to it, it's like, oh, that looks like a cool thing to check out and do. Uh, I don't want to play it like every day or, you know, try to finish every single thing in the game. Uh, but when like a new event or a new little story beat comes out, it's like, yeah, it seems like a good time to jump back in for a few sessions. Exactly. And, and I love that uh, the game's continuing to trend in that direction and engage in new ways. Um, and it's also a great driver for Game Pass, man. Like if you you get excited about a thing and see a thieves and you tell your buddy about it, it's, a, it's such a low cost of investment of like, hey, pick up a month of Game Pass for 10 bucks. Yeah. You know? Like, that's such a low cost to ask your buddy to, hey, let's try this thing out together. You know, um, it goes to show the power that this ecosystem that Microsoft has built can have. Mm -hmm. Right. Even when it's not putting out blockbusters, which, you know, they just tried to put out a blockbuster. Redfall didn't break any blocks. <laughs> um, but uh, even when this the ecosystem is not building blockbusters, it can still do this steady, consistent thing. I would love to see Microsoft doing more of this. They do a little bit of it in Forza Horizon 5, which, by the way, a uh, very small news update. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 just crossed over 30 million unique players, which is a lot of fucking people. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a huge amount of people. Like, if they can continue to get games like this, I mean, obviously they have a gigantic built-in ecosystem with Minecraft, um, but if you can continue to do it with games like Sea of Thieves, you can do it with games like Forza Horizon, uh, hopefully the new Forza Motorsport, which is going to be more of a platform, ends up doing that. Uh, Halo Infinite is starting to get on the right track, right? Um, they just put out a new cutscene for, for Halo Infinite Season 3, uh, I think two days ago as well, so like little building blocks right it's progress is often slow and steady and not big and bombastic if you're waiting for microsoft to like flip the switch and do boom massive thing i feel like you're kind of going to be waiting for a while yeah um but these little incremental like all oh, the community for this game is still building and it's still going and it's exciting and it's getting better and things are improving right um progress is often slow and progress is often incremental. Yes. And, and I, I, again, I don't want to get philosophical here, but I am kind of getting philosophical here of like, I don't expect Xbox to come out and change the world with one video game right. at the end of the day. I expect them to provide a consistent, solid service that is constantly improving. And I feel like I'm getting that. And Twitter, that's why I'm not mad about Redfall. I've somehow made this about Redfall. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that's my that's my philosophy speech on the state of Xbox. I mean, I don't disagree with anything you said. It's like that, that's just, like 
Everybody is so hyper-focused on Activision Blizzard, on Redfall didn't review well and has some technical hiccups, like Starfield has to deliver, it has to deliver, with fists clenched, it has to deliver. Like... You're setting yourself up for disappointment if that's what you're doing, to be honest. You, you are. You 100% you are. you are going to live up to those expectations if that's how you're thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. Like... Uh, and this goes into the stuff Phil Spencer talked about in the kind of funny interview a couple of weeks ago. At the end of the day, like. Xbox is in a position where it can't out Sony Sony. And if you're expecting that, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. If you want a triple A game every six months, go buy a PlayStation, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah, they're different things, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, they're different things and they're doing different things. Uh, and uh you know, I can understand some frustration with that. But at the end of the day, like the company's doing what it's doing. And personally, I like what it's doing. Like it's it's different. It's a service that I feel like I'm bought into and connected to. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really like what Xbox is doing on the margins in the little things. Yeah. Right. Would it be great to have a big bombastic AAA game out every six months? You're damn right. It would. It'd be cool as fuck. Right. Like. It's exciting when we get a bunch of new big AAA games to talk about. But when we get a small indie slate and we get some little updates from Sea of Thieves and Forza Horizon's still doing well and Halo Infinite's slowly getting better, we're getting new cutscenes, we're getting new content, we're getting little things. Those are the kind of news stories that don't get talked about. It doesn't drive engagement. It doesn't, you know, get you more clicks on YouTube. It doesn't get you interactions on Twitter. It doesn't get you any of that. So I understand why that stuff doesn't get talked about. But that stuff is important, too. Uh, and hopefully here on the Spark Pass News Update, we bring you the stuff that maybe not everybody else is talking about all the time. Because we're not talking about Activision Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, like, to the other thing outside of that is, like, how many times can people talk about the exact same thing? Before yep. you're just hearing the exact same thing over and over and over again. You're not getting anything new from it you know what i mean there's only so much information that exists and i i I just don't care to hear everyone's opinion on everything yeah exactly spencer i feel like we're sort of like impromptu making a philosophy for the show here yeah like we kind of we we have accidentally made the show's like (laughs) philosophy and and uh and like business statements <laughs> right yeah exactly we just accidentally made the mission statement for the spark bass news update <laughs> like, that's the phrase i was looking for thank you yeah we just accidentally made the mission statement for the show hopefully we're talking about because we're talking about all the games that are coming to game pass and sort of looking at each one one by one mm-hmm. uh rather than like i feel like a lot of times people just sort of see a slate with like eight games on it and they go i don't know what the fuck any of these are i don't yeah. care like um and i mean like i guess i looked at him and still went i don't really care to play any of these games personally sure but like and that can happen sometimes but i think they still look like they're probably good games for the people who would play those games yeah uh and and i think it's important to pay attention to the smaller stuff and not just the big stuff all the time frankly the smaller stuff is where a lot of progress is actually made and that's just true in life yeah not just that's just kind of you know That's just life and everything, right? So, um, obviously, we're getting very philosophical on this episode of the Sparkfast <laughs> News Update. But, um, yeah, I, I just think, like, 
where I am at with my enjoyment of Xbox as a brand and, you know, the stuff I'm disappointed in and the stuff I'm excited about. The stuff I'm excited about is the little things and the stuff I'm disappointed in are the big things. Mm -hmm. So, like, I understand why sometimes we get the big flashing red light of, like, disaster approaches, right? Um, But I don't know. Take enjoyment in the little things here in the world of Xbox. And uh, maybe you'll be happier. I just want to see people happier at the end of the day. I want to see people happy and enjoying games. And I think that's why I do this show, right? Is like, I want to introduce people to games that maybe they've never heard of that they can get excited about. Yeah. Uh, and for me, really, that's what Spark Pass as a whole is all about. So. Um, on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> we successfully did an hour. Where we didn't talk about the Activision Blizzard deal, Spencer. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're going to continue to strive to do our best to spend an hour not talking about the Activision Blizzard deal. <laughs> we'll probably talk about it whenever it actually matters. Uh, but we're still in the, like, none of this matters yet stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Until, once it, listen, until it's either 100% done or 100% dead. I don't have anything else to say about it. Like whatever. Yep. I don't, we don't need weekly incremental updates on this ginormous thing. Yep. Let me know when it's finished one way or the other, and then we'll talk about it. Um, until then we're going to keep talking about games. We're going to actually talk about the games that are coming to the service. And we're going to hopefully find games that we love. Um, and if you know, we don't love them, we'll be honest about it. But if, you know, I, I just want people to be excited about video games. I want people to be happy. Like, and hopefully you can find happiness on Xbox Game Pass. And hopefully you're happy listening to this show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this will be our last show for May. Um, June is going to be a wild month. We've got, speaking of big news, we've got the Xbox Game Showcase. That's going to sort of be taking over our lives in Sparkfast land for the month of June. Uh, our next news show will be... We'll probably talk about the slate and then the rest of the show will just be wild rampant speculation. Yeah. What are we what are we expecting to see at the game showcase? What do we want to see? Uh, we'll probably do like a five things we want to see or something along those lines. We'll figure it out as we get there. Um, but we're going to do rampant speculation on what we want to see at the game showcase. Then the week after that is the game showcase. We'll be carrying that with you. Uh, either live on Twitch or we'll be doing some sort of post-commentary thing. We haven't 100% decided yet what we're doing. Uh, it will probably either way replace the Sunday stream. Yeah. Um, because it is happening on Sunday, June 12th. So it will either way replace the Sunday stream. Uh, and then our episode on Redfall will come out the week after that. So a little bit of a different schedule. It'll be news show, news show, game of the month show, rather than news show, game of the month show, news show. Um, so a slightly different schedule coming into June. Uh, the game showcase sort of necessitates that. But Spencer, I'm excited to talk about new games and I'm excited to talk about Redfall. June is going to be a very cool month for us, I think. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about and a lot to do in June for sure. I, I'm very excited to go through all of it with you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Spark Pass News Update. My name is Mark. I have joined, as always, by Spencer. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Take care, everyone.